Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Becoming Kingdom Fit podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert. And ladies, today I want to just chat with you about some behind the scenes because perhaps you're in this same season, and that is a season of feeling stretched. That is a season of feeling like you know that more is just around the corner, but in order for you to be best prepared for the more or the different or the next step, you know that God is working in and through you. You may not even be able to put your finger on it. There's just this sense of being stretched is the best word that I have for it. And 100%, I do notice a pattern in myself, and I would love to hear if I am not the only one, but November, December, every single year is an exceptionally reflective time for me. And maybe it's the holidays, maybe it's the, uh, I am really, uh, generally speaking, a very introspective person. I believe that that's how we grow and evolve. And I believe that that's how we consistently lean into uh, who God wants us to be, right? And so being introspective is part of literally, I wanted to say hardwired, but I don't know that it's hardwired. It's definitely something that God's cultivated in and through me over the last 20 years. And one of the the things that he's empowered me to be able to do is be introspective in a way where I get to be objective. Not that it's all sunshine and rainbows, not that I don't ever have my moments of sadness or doubt or um, anything, you know, people and we all experience, right? I definitely have those moments. Uh, however, he's also given me the the strength, the discernment, the evolution of being able to truly be what the words he has given me as a student of my mind and body. And that's, that's part of what I get to teach through, um, I was going to say my ministries, which, which is true, but it's also a business, right? In that how I get to, to serve my clients, because those are the ones that are, are most leaning in, right? When someone is, uh, open to having a coach come alongside them, there's a clear intention. And when there's a clear intention supported by actions such as investing time, effort, and even financial resources in themselves, then they pay more attention. They're more invested in the process. So um, although I love sharing on the podcast and through social media sources, I, I do not take it for granted any any day of the week. I do not take it for granted that I get to wake up. And uh, this is also a way in which I get to, um, you know, bring in financial resources for me and then, of course, pass them on to, to family and community and whatever he puts on my heart. So I'm super grateful that it is also um, a component of the quote unquote business that I get to do, right? My point is, is that even though I'm intentional about looking at where on a regular basis, let me kind of break it down for you on a regular basis, I intentionally look at, you know, circumstance by circumstance, situation by situation. If, 
something doesn't feel right to me, if something feels off to me, if I have a concern, whether it be in relationship or in my business, I'm looking at, okay, who am I being in this moment? And what am I learning from this? What am I taking away from this? And an example would be, I'm going to go back in time because it's a, you know, it's a, a, a wound that has healed, right? Um, and also it's just a really good example of how to break it down uh, several. And then I'll get back to kind of this time of year. So throughout the year and throughout life, there, there are circumstances or situations that come up where we get to reflect and evaluate. And I think that by doing that, that is what allows us to, to grow and evolve into the women that God wants us to be. Right. And that's an, an everlasting process. You are exactly who you need to be right now in this time for what he has called you to do in this time. And also he's going to continually and consistently call you forward into a next iteration so that you can handle the next iteration of purpose and calling and impact or relationship or influence that you have um, in what is ahead of you. Make sense? And part of that though, is that we get to be active participants. If we just live life in autopilot, if we just go through the motions, if we um, just kind of hide and avoid really dealing with the core issues, then we don't play our part. We don't play our um, part in discovering what it is we're supposed to learn from it and evolving as we should as the women that God wants us to be, right? So using a past circumstance that several years ago, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, but there was this um, event that took place when I had my brick and mortar fitness business and in full transparency, um, the at the time, I was, we were several years into the fitness business. I had a phenomenal team and we were very close and I really felt like um, we were family. And a lot of who I consider to be family is chosen family. And I think maybe I overemphasize that kind of psychoanalyzing a little bit for a second. I think maybe I overemphasize that because I don't necessarily have that in my um, my actual you know blood family. There isn't that that close connection that that any one of us would want and crave, right? And uh, and although I'm not like it's fine. I'm not no longer emotional about it or longing for it. It's one of the things that you just have to surrender and realize that God meets those needs in other ways. Right. And he's definitely done that for me time and time again. And one of the ways I feel like um, he had done, has done that is by the people that he's put in my life. And so the dynamic of the team that I happened had at this time um, was, was just that we, uh, it was so much more than building other people up and working together on the business. And again, at the time it was brick and mortar fitness business. Um, we did life together as a team. Uh, we did, you know, shared meals, did dinners, did like, we did life together as a team. And in that season, what I did not know is that there was a male member of the team and the male member of the team decided to date one of the female members of the team, which was against company policy. And there had actually been an instance when this individual started very early on. Um, and I believed him over the, the person that had come to me. And, uh, and so 
I, I share that only because it was very known in that very early on stage, I made it very clear, right or wrong, you can judge it or not judge it um, in terms of whether or not it should be okay if coworkers date each other or what have you. My position at the time was that in a very small business, that can get ugly so fast in that. And so therefore it just was, it was a policy that we had in place. And regardless of whether you like it or not, you know, the policy before you start. And so you follow the policy. That's what we're called to do um, when we're working for somebody else, right? If it's not your business, then you follow the rules of the business as outlined clearly to you. And so in this um, season, uh, a couple things took place and it, I felt like I was suddenly went from this close connected team to I'm about to have a Jerry Springer moment. And thankfully, the female in, on the team uh, reached out to me and said, this is about to happen and this is about to all come out. It, it's because so-and-so also decided to date a client and, and there's so there's other things going on, but they were living this whole second life identity that I wasn't aware of. And that's their personal life. So I didn't need to be aware of it, except for the fact that they were both employed by this team. And now because of this decision from this one male member, they had also involved a client or he had involved a client by dating both of them at the same time and not telling either one of them which to me was mind blowing because I had taken this person in. I had, and when I say taken in is because I, I felt an affinity to him because he also didn't, he was younger than me. So it was kind of like a older version of a son, right? Not quite young enough to be my son, but not quite old enough to be a, like, maybe he was a younger brother type thing. Right. Um, and my point is, is that I really, felt like I had gone to bat for him so many times because I just really wanted him to succeed. And he was really, really good. Like, trust me, he was really, really good at um, the role that he played within the team. Everybody loved him. And he just, he was, he was super, super gifted in that way um, because he was extremely coachable. He came to me without any experience whatsoever, um, but he was an athlete, right? So anyway, um a lot of time, effort, and energy invested in him to create in him or really just kind of pull out of what was would have been naturally there for him, right? I guess we some things are learned, but most of the time it's just that someone comes alongside of you to cultivate it. So in the midst of this, when it all came out, it got really ugly. And a side of this person that I had never seen, didn't anticipate, um, came out. And it was it was literally like, you know, old school Jerry Springer, super ugly moment. And it was such a fascinating time for me. And I'm not sure, maybe this is my own therapy moment, but bear with me. I'm sure there's a point coming. Um, instead of owning his choices, he decided to somehow make it about me and somehow make it about all of these, uh, like he was the victim in all of it and that the women were liars. And one of them happened to go to my church at the time. And so it was that I'm siding with this person because they went to my church and, and all this kind of stuff. And there wasn't any sides. There was, he violated a company policy over a long period of time. He had been lying to me. And now hindsight being 2020, 100%, I did not fire her. 
and I should have. And that was absolutely my mistake. I absolutely, you know, this, the, the background I have and wanting to stand for women and stand for, for who we are and how, you know, all of those things. Um, she was just as much as guilty in terms of the lie there. Like I said, there were several things that this male person um, did after the fact, after like, it wasn't just that he was lying to both of them and lying to me. The initial response was um, suspension for a short period of time. And the behaviors that were happening that was, I was being told of, prompted me to change the locks on both of our locations. And I changed the locks on both of our locations. And sure enough, the next day, somebody, um, just by coincidence, someone tried to break into both locations. I don't think so. It was not coincidence. No one else would have two locations, two entirely different cities. His suspension was never renewed, right? He was let go. And Yet, I didn't share all those details at the time because of the, I just really felt strongly that I was going to take the higher road. But it was one of those things where the enemy just leveraged that situation. And no matter what I said, no matter what I did, it did not seem to make a difference. And I lost, I think, about 30% of my business at that time. 30% of our clients decided to believe uh, the lies that that person was saying, decided to believe the story, decided to um, believe whatever it was being spoken over me. It, like, so the attacks were so visceral. Just the things that were said about me were so insane um, and so hurtful. And yet in that season, I just continually and consistently cried out to God, like, what's next? What do you want me to do? Right. And I also leaned into mentors and coaches. Like, I'm not going to lie, I did not want to fire him. And my mentor and coach at the time, who is a huge, um, he, still a huge mentor and coach to this day, said, You have, you have to fire him. He is a liability. You can't, there's no way out of this. He made these decisions and now he has to, to live with them. If you keep him on, if it's, if it's this, what is it going to be? He's been lying to you for two years. It might've even been closer to three years. Uh, and all the actions that he's taken since then, you, you have to fire him. And so I listened to all of the backlash without defending myself, without at the time saying anything. I feel like telling the true story now is different because it's far enough removed. Everybody's moved on. Um, those clients, those people probably don't even listen to this podcast. That was probably seven or eight years ago. Um, and, or if they do now they're hearing it, but it's so far removed, nobody cares. Right. My point is, is that the lesson that I learned from that is even though that was so incredibly hard, even though so many ugly things were being said about me that were absolutely not true, even though there was this person that was seemingly just as the Bible tells us getting away with all of what they were doing. And, you know, the Bible says, do not fret for those that seem to prosper in their way, right. In the, the wicked schemes of their way or whatever that verse is. Um, I still over time and through a process step back and thought, okay, Lord, what do I need to, once the, like, I can't remember if it was during or shortly thereafter. It was like, what do I need to learn from this? 
what can I learn from this? And one of the most powerful takeaways was that I had the words that I had used it now, I would use now is um, I not all, I didn't just delegate, but I abdicated, meaning that I delegated so that I could try, I was running two locations and trying to uh, manage both of those as well as other projects. And so I delegated the culture of the community to people that I trusted. I didn't just delegate though, I abdicated, meaning that I completely handed it over to them. And I would still show up and I would still be there, but I was at that point in time, mostly doing uh, the marketing and sales. So the client relationships, I also wasn't big on content at the time. I wasn't big on the things that I do now, like the free trainings that I do in the Facebook groups and that type of thing. We did challenges. We took really good care of our clients. We did challenges. We did. Um, we had such a phenomenal community. It was the healthy version of the cheers was our goal. And we definitely accomplished that. Uh, however, because I wasn't as seen, because I wasn't as producing um ways for them to see who I am on a regular basis, they saw more of this person. And because they saw more of this person and felt more, they felt more connected to this person, not all of them, but the 20, 30% of them that left. And so it made me realize that I, from that point on, it actually forced me to be a better leader to be a better presence in the business and to find the right balance of making sure people, individual people still knew that I cared, still knew who I am as I am and in relationship with me, right? Versus having handed that completely over to another person, right? Um, and so my point is, that this time of year, it is a very reflective time for me um, in where I get to look at that same concept of being a student of your mind and body and looking at this last year or the last couple of years, or God has really put it on my heart to evaluate some of the major decisions that I've made and whether or not they caused a detour or whether or not it was the right choice, right? And the ability to look at that and really just consistently lean into him, right? Lean into God, lean into the understanding, lean into listening for his response without judgment and condemnation. Just like in that horrible situation with the business, um, it was... I had to let go, right? Even though when I looked back and I evaluated the situation, I could see the parts that I owned and I could feel guilty about it or I could have a pity party about it, you know, in terms of probably seeing the relationship and not wanting to say anything, not wanting to, because I was didn't want to rock the boat because everything was so good or I started to believe that maybe it would be okay or whatever it was, right? Um and or not being uh, as present as I could have, should have been with my individual clients at the time, right? And trusting too much of that relationship with the team. 
uh, and then I don't, I honestly don't know if I could have done anything different with the team other than having that direct communication. Right. Um, I, well, we did have direct communication, but I mean, other than having the conversation sooner rather than waiting for it to blow up about what was happening with the two of them. Uh, and so my point is, is that when we look at this season of being in reflection and when you feel like God is stretching you, right? I, for me, God is prompting me to look at um, and or my own thinking is prompting me to look at some of the major decisions I, I have made and looking at not whether or not, not from a position of condemnation, right? Decisions that are made, there's like you, you get to the results that you have right now in your life are a reflection of the decisions you've made. So if you want different results, part of that is backtracking and looking at what decisions have gotten me to where I am and what decisions will get me to where I want to go. And that doesn't mean like you're crying in your chariot. Like right now, life is good. I have so many blessings that I like. I'm so incredibly grateful that I get to wake up. I'm so incredibly grateful that, well, yes, wake up, but also that I get to wake up every day and work specifically with Christian women. I'm so excited and thankful for the doors that God has opened and the doors that he has closed. So please hear me in that. And also the last couple of years has been a huge shift for me in identity. And it's, God has really brought that front of mind to me in the last two years. Um, I would have, I don't know that I would have articulated that I put my identity in other things. I think I would have told you that my identity is in Christ and Christ alone. But now that certain identities have been kind of faded away, it's not that they're gone. It's just that they don't have the significance that they once had. I'm left looking at a naked version of me and my own value and my own worth. And what am I doing in this season of life that is God honoring? And yes, I know. <laughs> Again, there is no condemnation. This is just truly a, um, a almost like an objective evaluation, right? Because I know that I get to wake up and honor God every single day in the work I get to do and the women that he puts in my life and, and all that. And yet, am I doing all that he has called me to do in alignment with who he says I am and my fullest potential. And I can feel that he is shaking up, if you will. I think I got this sudden visual of the extra sketch. What is that? Extra, whatever, that little sketch pad that we had, if you're, you know, maybe 30 and above. Um, extra sketch. Yeah, that was it. Um, where you would like shake it up and then you could create a new picture, right? And I feel like I'm in this season of God shaking it up and creating a new picture, right? And in that shaking, it's like, it's uncomfortable. It's un it, it is this feeling of being on like a stretching machine and just being stretched and it's, it's hurtful and it's painful some days, but it's part of the process that's required to step into the next iteration of whatever he's doing. And so for me, like part of the identities that have faded away is that over the last couple of years, my identity was in, you know, the brick and mortar fitness business for 10 years. I poured everything into that brick and mortar fitness business for 10 years. I grew that business from 
a boot camp at a park. I started with absolutely nothing and grew it from a boot camp at a park to at one point it was two locations, then I scaled it back, but we helped thousands of people through that. And being able to be associated with that, I think was part of the identity that I didn't even realize I was uh, like identifying with, if that makes sense. And then in that same period of time, um, you know, my relationship with my son is, is different now and it's not bad. It's just a different season. And one that I never really contemplated or considered, right? Um, my son and I have this amazing, incredible, phenomenal bond from the time he was little. And it was just him and I for a really long time and or um, like we just have had, had a lot of experiences. And I know a lot of parents and kids do and, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, like, I realize when I hear other conversations that we are seriously so incredibly blessed for the dynamic that we have. And yet over the last couple of years, it looks different because he's a young adult, because it's his job to figure out how to be a man. And that's not going to include mom all the time. And that's not going to include mom being the first person that he calls all the time. Not a lot of times it still is, but not every time. And that has to be okay. But it's also hard. It's also an identity shift, right? And so all of that to say that when we look at where we are at and where we're going, it's important to look and ask God, like, what do you, first and foremost, Father God, what do you want me to see? And when you're looking at this past year and you're reflecting on the year ahead, look at this past year or the past couple of years, maybe for you. I think for some people, it's been a blur since 2020, right? Um, or not a blur, but like it's all kind of merged together. Like it's been, I, I can tell you, I feel like I have been in this massive um, metamorphosis. Not Well, yeah, I, I, not necessarily massive, but another metamorphosis for the lot like end of 2020 really for me the 20 yeah very end of 2020 so the last two years um and really lean in and ask like okay in from an evaluation standpoint what do you want me to be seeing what did i do really well what decisions did i make that worked really well what decisions did i make that maybe weren't the best decisions not to beat yourself up over the decisions that you can no longer control, but so that you can learn and reverse, which is something that I teach my clients is you can't always, um, like we learn by doing, right? That is just so many of us learn by doing. And in the doing, sometimes we learn what didn't work and what not to do again. But you only learn it if you look back and analyze it. You only learn it if you look back and reflect back on what part do you own? What are you not seeing? Where are you hiding? Where are you numbing out? Not only where is it happening, but why, right? For example, um, why are you, it, it, let's, let's turn this back to health and fitness for a second. If you can look back over the last couple of years and you see a pattern of the same choices, the same decisions, 
then it's not the decision. Like the next decision needs to look different if you want a different result, right? And sometimes in order to make that next new different decision, you have to realize and get real with yourself about why you made the decisions you made, right? Were you impatient? Were you not waiting on God? Were you giving in and saying yes to other people? Were you on a good track on health and fitness? And then uh, you started to kind of lean back into what your family is doing or what your friends are doing instead of doing what God called you to do, right? And I say that because a lot of the women coming to me now have literally been told by God that they, not in that like audible weird way, but just they have this sense, this knowing that it's time to take the care of their health and their well-being. And yet maybe they start off and then they put it off track, right? Or they start off and then they uh, get busy in, in life again, right? And so it's without condemnation, but it's it's why did I do that, right? So really looking at why did I, why do I feel the need to say yes to other people instead of myself? Why do I feel the need to blend in? Why do I care so much if I'm making a healthy choice and someone else has, has a comment or something to say about it, right? Why does that bother me? Why does that impact me? Because you may not figure it all out in the moment. Chances are you won't. And chances are this is where coaching comes in. And in some instances, therapy. But a lot of times the reasons or even the choices themselves have become so normalized to us that we don't see it any differently. We don't know it any differently. And you can't impact change if you don't see the root cause that created the circumstance that you currently want to change. Make sense? So I hope all of this was of value for you. Um, I would really love to hear from you. And one of the things that God has kind of put on my heart is even with this podcast in that um, I think sometimes in full rawness and vulnerability, I think sometimes I hold back. I think sometimes I don't share stories or I don't um, because I, yes, I want to serve you. And somehow, sometimes I think I second guess what, like, I sometimes I think I second guess what that looks like. Sometimes I think I second guess what serving you, adding value looks like. Sometimes I think I judge what I have to say based on whether or not it's good enough or it's impactful enough. So I'm going to pick myself back up once again and once again do my best to recommit and once again build the habit of being more consistent in recording and once again work on my ability to not judge or buffer the thoughts that come to me in terms of what he wants me to share. I'm going to share and I'm going to choose courage and I'm going to choose to be bold and I'm going to choose to not worry about you know the one or two people that probably, you know, it's not meant for if they don't get it. It's not meant for if they they want to criticize it. And when you look at what God has done in me, and it is nothing short of God, there's, there's no ounce of it that I claim other than being so broken, you know, in the very beginning that I finally, it really took God, it really took me feeling like I had no other anything. Um, for me to lean into God that first time, you know, 20 something years ago and knowing who I was then and who I am now. 
is something to be proud of by his work in and through me, knowing what he has done for me every step of the way. There are so many God stories I that I I need to they need to be told. They need to be told for who you are now. They need to be told for who that version of you that you whether you are already an entrepreneur and you're highly successful and you are looking at the next iteration, the next step of faith, or whether you are new in your faith walk, whether you are new to leaning in, these stories and the, the what God has done for me and in through me are meant to be told for the person that is supposed to hear it in the exact season. So I get to speak them and then just trust that the person that is meant to hear it is hearing it in the exact season that they need it. And how this all ties back to our health and our well-being is because, again, I will say this and I promise I'm wrapping this up. The fact that I leaned in to change how I felt physically resulted in a complete life transformation. I was about a year into my walk with God. And when I had that bottom of the shower moment of physically not feeling well, of not taking care of myself, of doing all the, all the things, I'm not going to go into that today, literally the entire trajectory of my life was changed over time, not in an instant, but over time. And so to think that that person that used to be an atheist and, and or, and I realize now that atheism isn't even a thing because you still believe in something, but agnostic, whatever you want to call it, to be the person that literally will tell you, this is what I heard from God, right? <laughs> and being okay with being thought of as crazy or whatever. And it's not, you know, an audible talking voice. It's just that's a whole nother conversation on how to hear from God. It's going from that to this and unapologetically talking about him and his name and, you know, this new mission or iteration of mission that he's given me and becoming kingdom fit, fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit. Um, there's just so much in there. So I will continue to do my best um, to show up consistently uh, and unfiltered consistently and unfiltered with the true soul heart that it meets you where you are. So I would love to hear from you and um, whether you have questions about faith or about getting healthy in mind, body, and spirit, or just a story you want to share with me, I, I would love to hear. Uh, and the best way to do that would be to send me an email at Rebecca at rebeccatabert.com. I love you guys. I appreciate your time and your attention. I hope it was well served. If this was helpful for you, I would love for you to think about, is there someone in your life that might be helped by it? And, or do you have the courage to share it on social media? Um, and, or however you can help just, if you feel like Truly, if, if you feel like this is adding value, if you feel like you're helped by it, then who else can we help as a result of his voice in and through me, his work in and through me, his purpose in and through me, because it is all for his glory. In Jesus' name, thanks. Love you, sis. Bye.